Amen. You know, we all are believing God for something. We all are somewhere in life. And um, sometimes we're praying about things. And, you know, sometimes I'm just open. God just say, do this. I'll just do it. So I don't know who it's for, whether somebody here or somebody online or whatever. But um, to give you hope, you know, that uh, certainly God can redeem a situation and uh, uh, and uh, he can bless you, you know. Um, <clears throat> and so I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So we've been around how long now? 36 years. Going on 30, almost 36 years. Yeah, 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 yeah. You going to keep me? I, I think I will. Okay, <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> on that, you can have a seat. Okay. <laughs> Boy, I got forced confessions out of her. No. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's such a blessing. And um, the devil always try to mess stuff up, you know, and um, you just have to fight for what you have and um, be there for one another. And because uh, <clears throat> I tell people, you know, just like, God put people together, bring people together. You know, folks can act stupid. You know, so <clears throat> I don't want stupid attached to my name. So I act right. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And um, we're so grateful to be here again with you guys. And thank you for your hospitality. And um, we just appreciate the inviting us to come be a part, you know, of uh, your family here. And uh, I never take it for granted coming and walking to somebody else's uh, field, you know, um, act like it's mine. It's not mine. It's and I'm supposed to handle it properly. And um, and so <clears throat> I just want to let you know how much we appreciate you and let you know we pray for you. Thank God for all that you do for the uh, body of Christ for locally and also for the body of Christ at large. Uh, you're serving in the uh, ICFM, and uh, you got to love ministers, huh? <laughs> and I uh, thank God for your, or what you do to uh, make things happen. You always, whenever I've come here, the hospitality has been par excellent. And um, I certainly appreciate your outgoingness and make sure that everybody's taken care of. I think it's a little bit like heaven. Thank you so much. Amen. You. And then I, every now and then I, I kind of well up on the inside. I may look kind of buff on the outside, but <laughs> <laughs> I cry easy. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> you know, I found out the more you, you get in the word, the more you become like God, the more you, the tender hearted you become. And I let all the guys know it's okay to cry. God gave you tear ducts. Amen. It's not just when you're a baby. When, you, when, you, <laughs> when you're 50 years old, those tear ducts still work if you let it. Amen. And uh, when you're 80, they still work if you let it. Amen. Glory to God. But again, thank you so much. And thank you for showing the people the love of God here uh, in this area. And, um, and thank you for being faithful to the call. Amen. Because, uh, you know, a lot of times... <laughs> 
you, you can come up with a reason to get up and leave in the middle of the night. <laughs> and, and, and when those times come, you pray, thank God that neither one of you are in agreement. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you're in agreement. I don't know. Y'all may come to Melbourne or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> well, praise God. Amen. We will welcome you there, too. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. You know, I just I just um, just want to be who God wants me to be. And uh, I just want the Lord just to work through me, flow through me. And I have no agenda. You know, I'm not trying to get anywhere. I feel like I've already arrived. I've already been accepted in the beloved. Um, and uh, he called me his own. So uh, I'm a happy man, and uh, I'm privileged anywhere he would have me to go to make sure that I handle it right and, um, and add, to, add value to the people that are there because you're God's people. Amen. And I, I want you to know you're appreciated, uh, you're valued, and uh, <clears throat> always see yourself the way God sees you. Amen. Praise the Lord. As a matter of fact, I want you to get your Bibles if you have or your tablets or whatever. And uh, those of you that are watching online, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We believe, God, that you too um, are going to be blessed tonight and that um, God's going to say something to you tonight that's going to add value to you and that your life will never be the same in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You got your Bibles? Lift them up and wave them around and repeat after me. This is my Bible, my very own Bible. I am what it says I am. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Tonight I shall be taught from the living word of God. And I will never, never, never be the same again in Jesus' name. My life will be better after having heard the ever-living, precious word of God. I will never, never, never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Never, never, never be the same again. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Whew, I feel good. <laughs> Ain't nothing like the anointing of God. You know, I've never been a person that have gone out and lived what people call a worldly life. I got saved when I was five, and I just stayed in. Besides, as I said before, my mom whipped the devil out of me, and I figured I wouldn't go find him. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. If you will, turn with me in your Bibles to First uh, Peter chapter number 3. 1 Peter chapter number 3. I'll begin with verse 8. It says, finally, all of you. Who is he talking to? All of us? <laughs> Me and you, partner. Amen. Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tenderhearted. Be courteous. Not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing. Knowing that you were called to this. Some people don't know what they're called to. 
You were called to this that you may inherit a blessing. For he who would love life and see good days, let him reframe his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Oh, my Lord. As I began to peruse the scriptures and look through this, um, there are a lot of things that are mentioned here. And um, I don't know about you. I don't just read the Bible just to say, well, I read the Bible. I checked that off. I did my daily reading. I look for things that the Lord has to speak to me that will add value to my life. Because I don't know whether people realize it or not, but um, the Holy Spirit has come to help build us and help us to become conformed to the image of Jesus. So in other words, people should come to the place in their life that uh, they don't look the way they used to look when they first got saved because there's been a transformation that has taken place in their life. And here this, it's not just going to drop on us. We have to position ourselves for God to work in us and work through us. And so when we read the scripture, we're not just reading to be religious. No, we're finding out instructions from headquarters as to what we need to do to implement in our life so that we can be the representatives that we're supposed to be. I never forget the time I went through the New Testament, um, especially uh, from, from um, uh, Romans all the way up to uh, John, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John. And I just began to write down things, uh, commands, directions, directives that the Lord gave. Because a lot of people talk about changing, but they don't know what they need to change. Well, God already addressed what needs to be a change and what we need to do to change it. And I said, well, if I'm going to be a part of this, I'm going to be responsible. And so I got a notebook, got an ink pen, and I just began to write down different things. Now, if you win in life, you win on purpose. See, I'm not surprised when I win. You know why? Because I plan to win. I prepare to win. I expect to win. So when I win, I'm not shocked. That's what I'm aiming for. And so uh, I recognize that according to Romans chapter 8, we've been predestined to be conformed to the image of God. And who knows Jesus better than the Holy Ghost? Jesus said he's a comforter. He's been sent. He has a specific purpose in the earth. He's not just to give you goosebumps and pimples. (laughs) It's not just so you can stand up and shout, Shonda, Shonda, Shonda. No, no. It's to help conform us to the image of of Jesus so that it'll come to the place in our life and our walk with the Lord that people have a difficult time differentiating between Jesus 
and you. Jesus and me. Because what Jesus would do is what I do. What Jesus would say is what I say. Now where the challenge comes is when people say that they are a Christian and other people are watching you and they look at you and then they look at the Bible and they look at you and they look at the Bible and they're going like, you sure you're a Christian? I don't want that to be said of me. Now hear this. Understand we're all at different places and stages of growth in our life. And, but if we, again, if we win, let's do it on purpose. And uh, let's find out what God said. Sometimes people are, are happy just to say that I read three chapters. But that, that, that's good that you read three chapters. But what in those three chapters did you read that you can apply to your life? What? What is it? And here we find in, in these writings, that there's a few scriptures that we just read here. The Bible said, first of all, in verse 8, uh, all of you be a one mind. In other words, we're going to be a one mind somewhere along. I got to start listening and stop talking so much. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I have to decide if I'm going to if I'm going to be like the Lord, then I'm going to honor the person that God has put in the place to speak into my life in this season. And I'm going to give ear to what's spoken. Now, somebody said, well, I just don't get nothing out there preaching. Listen there, baby, I can get, I can get something out of just about anybody that's preaching. Because guess what? It's not so much about the person that's just speaking as it is about the Holy Spirit who's speaking to you. And so we have to pay attention and whatever God reveals to us, become responsible for it. I didn't say it was always easy, but it was possible. And so it says, uh, love as brothers. Is that the way it's supposed to be in the church? Yeah. Yeah. Why we have so, much squirm so many squirmishes going on in the church? Why we separate from one another? You know, I, I think one reason is because we don't really understand the definition of the word love. The word love means to see as being valuable and very precious. So when I tell you that I love you, I'm saying I see you as being valuable and very precious, and I'm not going to do anything to harm you. Uh-huh. When I tell my wife I love her, I'm saying I see you as being valuable and very precious, and I honor you. I can't just talk to you anyway. I can't just tell you everything that crosses my mind. I can't give you a piece of my mind. I need it. <laughs> Some people, after they get certain age, says, I, I just can't remember. Well, because you gave it all away. <laughs> Amen. People are giving to give. I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. Baby, hold on to that. You're going to need that when you're about 70. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. I don't know if that's really such a thing as what they call it when people don't remember Alzheimer's. I don't know if that really a disease or what people have just been saying. I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. And all of a sudden, they get upset. I don't know what I was going to say. Well, you done gave it all away. 
Amen. You got to be careful what you say. Because it becomes your reality. I'm keeping my mind. <laughs> Amen. And then it says, be tenderhearted and be courteous. I, I think some people are never trained. Some people have no idea what being courteous is. It's amazing how people go off on one another, disrespect, dishonor one another. <clears throat> now hear this. I heard one preacher say this. He said, uh, if this stuff don't work in your home, don't you export it. And the, the place that we get to practice it first is in our home. Amen. I, I know sometimes it can be challenging. Not with Marion, of course. Because she's so precious. Yes, she's sweet. But every now and then she, she speaks up. <laughs> I remember when we first moved to Florida. Uh, and she, she's, she's working. My wife's a pharmacist. And she's gone off to work, and she had a few words with me before she left. And um, I couldn't get no words in edgewise. And she walked out the door and slammed the door. Like she doesn't normally do that, you know. And uh, I said, oh, well. About five minutes later, the door opened back up. She come back in. I didn't leave the way I should have left. I should not have said those things I said to you. Well, you know, you got to be big boy then because, you know, <clears throat> once you let things come out, then you got to adjust with it and believe what they say instead of thinking about what they say. Because that's some people said, that's all right, I won't forget. And, and they, they just tuck it away. And all of a sudden, when something big happens, all they, they become a history major. All of it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> It's a child. They know you graduated with a degree in history. Yeah. So, so be courteous to one another. No, we got to practice that. Be courteous to one another. Then he goes on and says, not returning evil for evil. Just because you did something to me, don't mean I need to do it back to you. Now, you may need to remove yourself from certain situations, but you'll need to figure out how you're going to get them back. Notice it said, we were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. I'm not going to let anybody cause me to miss out on my getting my blessing. Right. Amen. I love you too much. <laughs> then on top of that, I like me too. <laughs> but then verse 10 is what I want to focus on. He who would love life and see good days. How many of you love life? How many of you want to see good days? Well, here, this is a key. This is a key right here. He who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit or guile. Uh, so, okay, all of a sudden, other folks not my problem. I'm my biggest problem. Because it really doesn't have so much to do with what you say as what I say. Now, of course, it seems like we live in a day and time we, we don't want to be accountable for anything. It's always somebody else's problem. The Bible doesn't change. And God only wrote one book. Amen. Somebody said, that, well, that book need to be rewritten. It doesn't need to be rewritten. It just need to be read. I saw something the other day. They said, in China, 
in China, they, uh, they've been fighting, the Communist Party has been fighting to get rid of, you know, uh, I don't know, the people that become Christians there, they just, they just believe it. And they said, you know what we need to do? We need to rewrite the Bible. Then we'll pass out copies of the Holy Bible. <laughs> oh, my God. That's it. That to think the devil would have that thought. I pray they print and press it break down. No. Yeah. Because they feel like people become indoctrinated with this. And it produces such a change in people's life that they feel like they need to change it. Well, that's what it's supposed to do. Change your life. And, uh, and, and so their communist ideology is not really bringing about the change that they want, even at the point of death. Some people say, well, <laughs> heaven is only seconds away. How can you hurt somebody like that? If, they want, if you can't get them in fear to do what you want them to do. Evidently, this book is more powerful than most people realize. Chinese government has figured it out, said, hey, you know what? We just need to rewrite the book. <clears throat> That's why everybody needs to have their own Bible, not just a digital copy. You need to have your paper copy, baby. Because when it's digital, they can send you a digital download and say it's everything a little different than what you thought it used to say. Yeah, get your own copy. Matter of fact, there is a book, F.F. Uh, F. Bosworth's book, Christ the Healer. There's an, um, another publisher that took over that book, and they took several chapters out of the book. Still have the same title. And parts that they took out, parts dealing with like eternal life and stuff like this. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said, oh, yeah, I, I got a copy of that book. Said, Let's see. Does your copy have uh, 15 chapters? No, my copy only has eight, cha eight chapters. But you have an altered version. You need to get the real deal. Amen. And don't give all your books away. Evil men will manipulate good things. <laughs> and, I mean, you wouldn't think of doing something like that, but there's some people listen to the devil. Devil give them a thought and they carry it out. You need to have your own books. Amen. I know some people, you go to some houses, there are no books anywhere. And they're kind of proud of it. Look at the walls. Nothing on the walls. And used to go into a house that had a library, you're going like, man, this is a learned person. And, uh, or they have the potential to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and, but, but, but nowadays, you know, because of, I so love having our own schools where we teach our own and not have to send our own off to the other side to teach our kids. Because they, bottom line, uh, schools today are more about indoctrination than they are about education. Well, how, come, how come you spend 
150,000 send your kid off to college and they come back and your kid don't even like you no more. Well, how did that happen? Well, they got indoctrinated. And you paid for it. That's why we need to have our own that we control. Thank God for ORU. Thank God for, you know, uh, Pat Robinson School up there and some other schools. But we need to have our own. And we need to tell us, tell our kids to go to the old schools. Amen. It's amazing. You can have kids come from perfectly good homes that were raised right, did everything right, and go off to the school. And, be, and uh, next thing you come back to, who is this person? Yeah, who is this person? That's not my child. And you look at one another and say, no, that's your child. <laughs> yeah. Now hear this. What does it say? He who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his lips or his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Notice it said, let him. So in other words, I have to become responsible. Some people hate it. I don't want to be responsible. Baby, you have to be responsible in this life. It's time to grow up. Amen. Your mama can't do it for you. Your grandma can't do it for you. And whether you realize it or not, God has no grandkids. He only has sons and daughters. Amen. Hey, hey. I say he only has sons and daughters. I'm one of them. How about you? Amen. He has no grandkids. And people say, oh, I'll just get grandpa to do it. No, no. No, no. You got to do it for yourself. Amen. You want to get saved, you got to get saved for yourself. Amen. You, he, he, grandma can't get you saved. They can lead you there. They said you can take a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. But then on top of that, it's not just enough about making a public profession. Just repeating some words somebody tell you to say. You have to make some decisions. You're going to follow through on those words. Amen. And then get, some, get you some education. <laughs> Find out what the scriptures say it. Amen. It's amazing. People go read everything else. TikTok. All this other stuff. You know, it's amazing. Our government just allows certain things. I mean, people that are untrained, their production level go way down because of this. If you're an employer now, and they got one of them phones, and it's like, you're not supposed to have a problem with me being on the phone while I'm working for you. I said, baby, when you work for me, you're supposed to work. See, the purpose of work is not to get a check. The purpose of work is to work. People don't recognize that. They're like, well, well, I can do what I want to do. I know you can. Matter of fact, take up your pink slip on your way out and get your final check. Because if you don't want to listen, this is the wrong place for you. We're called to serve other people, to help other people, to make a difference in other people. We're called to create products, build, uh, give services to people and all that. And you can't do it like this. Our, our production levels are way down. We've got to get this back up. Yeah, the purpose of work is work. And not talking about any and everything else. 
It's amazing how much wasted time there is. And, and if they, find, they see somebody that's doing what they're supposed to do, then they go, oh, look at him. He's trying to kiss up. <laughs> Maybe it was trained, right, that the purpose of work is work. <laughs> it's amazing how the devil tried to change everything. You know, you go to work, supposed to work in 40 hours a week, and actually production, you only get 15 hours a week out of it, and you expect more pay. <laughs> oh my God, I hadn't planned on saying all that, but anyway. <laughs> he who would love life and see good days, let him, let me, refrain my lips from, my tongue from evil, and my lips from speaking deceit. David said in Psalms 19, verse 14, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Let what? Let the words of my mouth. We got to take responsibility for what comes out of us. You're more powerful than you realize. You can make, you can have more impact than maybe you've been told. That's why, as I was telling you this morning, I stood there and looked at myself in the, in the mirror, and I said, Clyde, you got greatness in you. You're world class. <laughs> and some people say, that you, you got to be kidding. Some people put, them da- put their self down so much, they talk down about their self. And, of course, they're joking, supposedly joking all the time. Don't joke about stuff like that, baby. Jesus said, the words that I speak are words of life. They're life-giving. And hear this. Words create. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. By faith we understand that the worlds were made by what? We're created in the image of God. The way God operates is the way we operate. Positive or negative, that's the way we operate. And it's amazing how mixed up we've gotten in this world. I said, like I said this morning, we were born to win, but we've been conditioned to fail. And you know why I found out about it? It'll make them whether you're black, white, yellow, red, green. It doesn't make any difference who you are. We all operate this way. And the media knows it, so that's why they feed us the stuff they feed us. This is a word planet. Most powerful thing on this earth are words, not bombs. Words. Matter of fact, you use, you use inflammatory words, you can start a war. Also, if you use right words, you can stop a war. The power of words. How powerful are right words? The oldest book in the Bible, Job talked about that. How powerful are what? Right words. 
Everybody use words, but they not always use the right words. <laughs> you know, like some people, they could go far in life if they just learn to control their words. Can't get up in public and just cuss everybody out. Wonder why you got fired. Well, I was just expressing myself. They told me to express myself. Well, that was that stupid school you came from. But they didn't hire you. I hired you. You can't go off and give people a piece of your mind and just saying any old thing you want to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but notice the key, a cure for that is, is, is what, did, what did David say? David was known as a man after God's own heart. In uh, uh, Psalms 19, verse 14, let the words of my mouth. Mm. That means every word that comes out, I'm responsible for it. Well, it came out of me. Somebody said, it was just a slip of tongue. Well, you've been slipping a lot. <laughs> Amen. It's time, it's time to get it right. Because he who would love good days and see long life, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit or guile. Hear this, folks. That's not left up to the president. That's not left up to the governor. That's not left up to Congress. That's not left up to the county commissioner. That's not left up to the employer. That's left up to you and I. Because sometimes we think they got more authority over us than we do, have over ourselves. But you know, you can change your trajectory in life by changing what you think and what you speak. Amen. After all, you know, I told you this morning, I was born in a place in Virginia, way back in the woods of Virginia. The June bug showed up in August. <laughs> That's how far back in the woods we live. <laughs> so hear this. If you get hold of the right information and begin to apply it in your life, you can get where God said you, you can get to from anywhere on the planet. Some of you have, but nobody knows me. But, but that's right. If you got a hold of this book right here, this is the book of life. And if you follow it, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. All you got to do is follow just follow the yellow brick road. And something is going to happen. You're going to wind up in Kansas, baby. You're going to wind up where you're supposed to be. Amen. And, and it's not left up to somebody else. You can have the, the, the most uh, backwards administration that has ever been on the planet. And you can be born under it. But you get a hold of this book right here and start following this, and it'll take you right out of where you are into greatness. I found out can't nobody stop me but me. And guess what? I likes me. I's my own best friend. If you don't high-five me, I high-five myself. If you don't pat me on the back, I pat myself on the back. If you won't say anything good to me, I'll talk to myself. And I do, I, I does that often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Because why? I found out that 
Other people are not my problem. I'm my biggest problem. If I can get my mouth right and get my heart right, it shifts everything. Oh, my Lord. You see, you see, that's how we get saved. That's how we get born again, according to Romans chapter 10. See, the doorway to the supernatural swings on two hinges. Believing in the heart and confession of the mouth. Did you catch that? Believe in the heart. I mean, you walk right out of the devil's dominion. I don't care how bad the devil is. You can walk right out of his dominion. He'll never have any more authority over you. By what? What you believe in your heart and what you say with your mouth. Oh, my God. Man, when I got a hold of that, I was like, look out, world. Here I come. I sat there looking at it. I said, look out. You decide where you want to go, what you want to do. And guess what? God will back you. Sometimes I'm looking at this. I said, this thing is so easy. But we complicate it. Because there's dysfunction all around us. But you need to get away from the dysfunction and get, get connected to that which is right. And it makes all the difference in the world. Sometimes, I mean, there's sometimes I, 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 I stopped and, and, and I, I'm crying. One, one year, all this in the same year, one year that I was called to be a commencement speaker at a Bible school, a church in a Bible school in Haiti. So I went and I did that. Man, it was great. We had, I don't know, two or three hundred people graduate or whatever. I'm the commencement speaker. I'm like, <laughs> Clyde from Nottaway. <laughs> and people said they got something out of it. Think of that. And then I, I, I got called to come to Nigeria, Lagos, Nigeria. Can you come? We want you to be the commencement speaker. Had on one of these great big old hats, looked like one of the guys from, from England or somewhere. From one of the Puritans or something like that, you know. My wife see that picture, she just busts out laughing. To <laughs> I said, yeah, but I was the commencement speaker. <laughs> Amen. And I got up with thousands of people, and I got up and I spoke. And, um, and I, I cried. I said, well, look at this. This is not supposed to happen. Amen. According to the, the, the educated people, the real educated people, you know, they got all them XYZ, HYD, PhD, all them other degrees, you know, they said, this is not supposed to happen to you. You're not supposed to come from where I come from and ascend. You know why? Because they put up enough words that'll beat you down. And you got to get to the place where you stop believing what everybody else say about you and start saying what you believe about you. You can walk right out of whatever they say it. And everything that they're trying to hold you down with, you can walk right out of it. And they can't touch you. And then I wind up going to the South Pacific. Flew into Sydney, Australia. <laughs> Think of it. <laughs> Flew into Sydney, Australia. Uh, spent a few hours there in the hotel. And then off another four hours to uh, Vanuatu. Vanuatu. I'm there by four-hour flight from Sydney, Australia. And I'm there in the middle of the South Pacific. And they asked me to be another commencement speaker. Can you believe it? And hear this. They got the secretary of education there for the whole nation there, and I'm the commencement speaker. 
I remember sitting on the platform, very humble, and I began to weep. I said, if people knew how easy it is just for your life to change, stop believing what everybody else say about you. <laughs> stop believing what everybody else say about you and believe what God said about you. That's why when I began my ministry, I like to begin with letting people know I am what God says I am. I have what God says I have. I can do what God says I can do. I can go where God, it don't make never what odds are against you. You know what? You can talk your way out of anything. Glory to God. Amen. I listen to people and what they say. And I'm going, I know that's not what they want. But they haven't re realized yet what they say, how it's connected to what happened in their life. Oh, my God. And I come to find out, you know what? I'm like, man, I don't know whether you're Republican, Democrat or whatever, but whatever. Doesn't matter. I thought this was this was real strange. This really got to me. When because uh, my mother always told me, Clyde, think for yourself. Don't talk about everything, what everybody said. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? I never had thought of that. I always thought about what other folks said. She said, no, 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 you are individual. You're unique. So I look, that's another thing I add to myself. I look at myself in the mirror and say, Clyde, you know what? You're unique. My mama said I was. <laughs> Amen. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. And um, but but when um, I knew I knew as this nation was concerned, some stuff has shifted because when I was raised, we were taught to have respect for God, for country, for our fellow man and um, to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And, um, you know, take pride in what you have and all this. And so all of a sudden I, I see there's a man by the name of Donald Trump. Donald Trump, when he became president, had, I think it was 500 businesses in 20 countries. And the media and everybody began to shoot at this guy. I said, whatever happened to the American dream? Why y'all putting this man down? You need some examples before people of people that people say, well, yeah, but he, he inherited everything from his dad. Listen, you may have gotten it from your daddy, but you can't keep it like that. You got to have something yourself to keep it. Amen. And so, and then to grow it, hey, daddy gone. Hey, one thing, daddy's still around propping him up, but daddy gone. So evidently he got something from his daddy and some other people that spoke into his life. And, uh, and so they just began to shoot at this guy. I said, something wrong with this picture. I said, there are some people behind the scenes that we don't know who they are. But they're taking this nation in the wrong direction. You look at the magazines and what they talk about in the magazine, nothing to edify you and build you up. It's always trash. And they make me whether you're black or white. They still talk about that black and white thing. I said, man, get past that. That's just something to divide and conquer. But guess what? I discovered it's not about what you look like out here. It's what you got in here and what you believe up here. 
<laughs> and I'm like, wow. And, and then I look, you know, they said his family, his kids, they had businesses and everything. Uh, each one of his kids worth at least $150 million. And then I look at them trying to destroy this man, destroy his kids. I'm like, what's wrong with these people? I said, man, this is, you know what I said? They treating him like they used to treat black people. I said, the world is messed up now when white people start treating white people like they used to treat black people. <laughs> I go like, man, something is wrong here. <laughs> like, God, help us, help us. My God. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I said, somebody behind the scene. Of course, ultimately, the devil is behind it because the devil hates this nation. And there's some people trying to turn this nation inside out. Just to prove, because, you know, and that's why, see, when you get power, it's not to be manipulate, manipulative like that. You are blessed to be a blessing. And these people, they got themselves in position of authority, and all of a sudden, man, they're misusing this thing. They're going against God's principles. I'm like, okay. Man, I can't tell you how many family members they just turned against me. Ah, you like Trump, huh? I said, I said, I like what the man stand for. I said, I'd rather have him in charge of my business than the current president. I mean, I, that's, that's just me. I ain't trying to be Democrat or Republican. That just makes sense to me. I said, how many buildings you rode by that had Biden on them? Somebody, well, he don't own the building. How you know? It's amazing how, what people believe. And they act like the people in the media are their friend. Those people are kind of controlled the way you think. You're a project for them. And I got out, I got out of the classroom. And I said, I'm not going back. Well, who do you think you are? You think you all uppity and all that. No, 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 no. I am what God says I am. See, they don't even bring up God. They don't even talk about God no more. Because they don't want you to develop a God consciousness. Because when you develop a God consciousness, you go to another level. They're not ready for me. <laughs> Amen. I can be quiet, but I still not going to do what you say. Why? I know better. And I, and I do what the scripture says. He who would love life and see good days, let him. It's not left up to you. It's not left up to your institutions. It's left up to me. It's left up to you. I said, change is ahead of us. In um, Matthew 4, 17, Uh, ben Campbell Johnson translation. Let me, let me look at Matthew 4, 17 first. Matthew, Matthew 4, verse 17. <clears throat> it says, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Do what? Repent. And then when you see the word with R-E-E in front of it, that means go back to. What Jesus saying? Go back to the penthouse. Y'all been hanging out in the outhouse. 
It's time to go back to the, to the penthouse. Repent. See, I understand Jesus has a different way of thinking than Americans think. I was, I was sharing with uh, someone earlier. I said, I'm not so, so big on the, on the merits of uh, socialism, communism, or capitalism. I'm into kingdomism. You know, that's what Jesus is. You know, sometimes we act like capitalism is the, is the right way. It's the only way. Capitalism does a lot of good things, but it has a lot of flaws, too. Because, you know, with capitalism, you got to have, you gotta have uh, poor people. You got to have poor people to, to keep capitalism going. That's why our, our borders are open right now. Because you got to get some workers in here because we had a, a, our stupid policies for our nation. We kill off our own. And then we tell other folks, come on in, that don't like you. I was like, how asinine is that? Give me a microphone. I'll get up publicly and say it. I'll say it in Congress. I'm not afraid of no man. Again, my mama always told me, just be yourself. Whether in the White House or the outhouses. So I've just been myself all these years. Just be me. Just do what God tells me to do. Say what he tells me to say. If you don't like me, you don't have to have me back. But one thing you know, you ain't going to get rid of them words I spoke. <laughs> Amen. Oh, my God. I, I didn't plan on saying all this. But anyway. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is what? At hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. One translation said, I think of Ben Campbell Johnson paraphrase. It says this. Change your attitudes and your actions for an invasion of the spirit is imminent. That's what Jesus began to preach. That was Jesus' message. Change your attitudes and your actions for an invasion of the spirit is imminent. Man, I read that. I never forgot that scripture. Wow. My God, let's see if I can get through this. I hadn't even read one sentence off of my notes yet. Somebody said, you want me to finish? <laughs> Amen. This reminds me of this one guy. He was, um, uh, they, were, they were selling some, some books, and um, he had a team of people, salespeople, go out <coughs> to sell books, and when you got through selling those, you come back in and get some more books and go sell those. And this one guy just kept coming back in. He's a stutterer. He come back, he get 25 more books. And he go back out and he come back. Nobody else has come back yet. And so the man just sitting at, at, at the office, he said, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. You done back, been back here four or five times already getting more books. He said, tell me, what you doing? You giving the books away, you throw them in the trash, what you doing? He said, no, 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 I'm, I'm selling them. He said, well, tell me what you say. He said, well, I walk up to the door, knock, I knock on the door. And uh, he said, uh, I'm selling Bibles. You want me to read it to you or you want to buy one? <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Praise God, I just buy one. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. You got to be creative, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Change your attitudes and your actions. Why? For an invasion of the spirit is imminent. Oh, my God. If you grasp the importance of what we talk about this evening, it can make the difference in you walking in victory the rest of your life or walking in shame, living a life of regret. We live in a day and a time where there is so much dysfunction in the earth because men have moved away from the word of God and are going after their own ways. Mm. In the next few months, I want to speak to you about how you can change your course in life. It's not left up to someone else. It's left up to you. We already quoted the scripture from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. It says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Or by the words of God. In other words, what we see is a result of what he had in his heart first, and then what he spoke. That's where it happened. <laughs> and then I discovered I can change my world by what I think about and what I say. Matter of fact, my wife can testify to this. See, some people think you got to have this, that, and the other before this, that, and the other can happen. I have, um, the beginning of this year, I wrote on a piece of paper the amount of money I want my household to make this year. Had nothing to do with what kind of job I had. So I, I wrote in big, bold letters, and I put it all around my office. My wife walked in my office every now and then to kind of catch up and nosing what I wrote and uh, and and I'm telling you it's amazing what started happening now I put up a number that's that's in the natural I'm not supposed to make this but I said well if it's if I'm the one doing the writing why would I limit myself I mean it's going to be a limit but uh, it, it, it's not going to be what it used to be I mean, normally, you know, you think, you know, somebody say, well, you make 100000 a year. Well, that's, that's okay. You know, good start. I, don't, I never went to college, but I did go on a college campus. <laughs> I took my granddaughters. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so I just, last year, I did this last year. I wrote on there, household income 2022. I wrote one million dollars. Man, it's amazing this stuff started happening. And I would look at it and I'd talk to it. And I'd say, yeah, yeah, that's what I see. I envisioned this. Somebody said, how's that going to happen? I don't know right now. But you know what? God will bring opportunities across your path yeah. to bring about what you have written on the paper. But if you never wrote it on the paper and began to speak it out, you never get to it. 
You're talking about writing the vision and making it plain? <laughs> Somebody said, what? Did you make that? Mm-hmm. So I almost got kind of scared. This year, I said, well, we can't go back. Why don't go back and write 500000 up there for? That means I'm chicken. And that means I'm trying to take responsibility for it. So I raised a number. I put $1.5 million. It's amazing what started happening. So I said, like that, like that, baby. I'm telling you, like that. Didn't I tell you? What you earn is not left up to somebody else. <laughs> it's really left up, up to you and God. Because remember Ephesians 3.20, God is able to do what? Exceedingly. What else? Abundantly. Above what? What we can ask or think. But it's notice. It's according to the power that works in us. What you got working in you? See, it has nothing to do with what's going on in D.C. That has nothing what's going on in Tallahassee. That has nothing to go on what's going on in your local government. That has absolutely nothing to do with what's going on in the universities. It has to do with what's going on in you. I've already been thinking what I can put down for 2024. Somebody said, do you dare? I said, well, I can raise it up a little bit more. You know, I ain't raised way up there yet, but I can raise it up. I can raise 2024, I can put $5 million on. Now hear this. Without a degree. It ain't got nothing to do with a degree. Because you know what? Most folks that get degrees, they never apply what they learn anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now hear this. God will bring opportunities along that, that, that you through goods and services. And my whole thing is, I want to make a difference in the lives of other people. Zig Ziglar said this, you can have whatever you want in life if you're willing to help enough other people get what they want. So it's not so much about me focusing on me as it is on focusing on helping other people get what they want. I do the same thing in the church where, where our church members are concerned. I want to do whatever I can to assist them, to help them. That's my heart. I have no motives to get anything from them, nothing like that. Because guess what? I know my God. And he supplies all my need according to, not according to the, uh, not according to the, uh, the government, but according to his riches in glory. So things are changing. I told my wife, my wife, she's always made more money than me to the last two or three years. And my wife, she's been very, very skeptical. I, 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 I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. It's, and she, my wife let me handle the money, right? She get paid, she don't even look at a check, nothing. Yeah. So that's a great responsibility for me. I got to be responsible because otherwise I don't want to hear her to say the way down the road, well, I let you handle all the money. <laughs> and what did you do with it? I don't want that conversation. <laughs> all right. 
So I, I got to do everything right, starting with tithing. Yeah. Giving offerings. Make sure she got what she wants. I do most of her shopping because she let me. And I travel most, more so, and I see things that I know she would like. How somebody, how you know you like them? Whenever we go places, I listen to her. She tell you everything. You know, people tell, we tell one another what we like. You may not want to hear it or not, but that's what they tell you. <laughs> Just pay attention to what they say. And so uh, when I walk into women's department, I walk in there as a man, not trying to get something for myself, <laughs> but something for my wife. Because nowadays, boy, folks are funny. You walk up in there, they're looking at you going, <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the ladies come up and because, you know, most men, they don't know what to do. They just walk, usually walk in the women's department and they are there just to pay for everything. But now I walk in by myself. Ain't no woman with me. I'm by myself. And they look at me like poor, helpless creature. <laughs> uh, you need any help? No. Do you know what size she wears? Sure I know. How do you know her? The clothes that she have, I just look in the back and see what the tag says. <laughs> <laughs> it's real simple. I mean, it's amazing how we complicate life. And I see what size she wears, and I know what she likes, and then I know what I like to see on her. And so I just go in, and I just buy up. I had, I've had women stop and call other women that work in the store and say, come here, you got to see this. This is an anomaly. They start crying. I had ladies say, I wish my husband would do something like that for me. I wish I wish he would do something like that for me. He always tell me what I can't do. And this man right here, it ain't like he has no limits. And my wife, she don't like to return nothing. <laughs> Boy, she, my wife could, my wife could, she could wear, she could go every day for at least three, four months without wearing the same thing. I thought, that's my girl. See, I ain't got no other girl, so I can just take care of this girl. Otherwise, you may be cut short a little bit, you know, understand. But, but I don't play that game, all right? Because it can go both ways. What I look like, somebody, she, some other man hugging her. Yeah. And she hugging him back. No, no, no. I don't give her no reason to do that kind of foolishness. Yep, yep, yep. I make sure she got everything she wants. Amen. Just about. <laughs> she asked me the other day, why don't you stop and get me a Frosty? Said, you don't need no Frosty. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go to the gym. <laughs> and she let, she, she, let, she, let, she let me go with that, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I go get her one of the small Frosties. Because you know. it's all about the taste, right? She just want to taste it. Yeah, no, she wanted the whole thing, you know, but. <laughs> now, now, hear this, hear this. Our words are so, so important. Oh, my God. Wow, where did the time go? I better wrap this up. <clears throat> let, let me help you with this here. Um, 
when we get born again, our confession changes our lordship. It changes our position. We're delivered, hear this, we're delivered 100% out of the devil's dominion. Some people act like part of them steal it. No, 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 baby. 100% got moved over. The devil ain't my boss no more. I fired him. Not like Donald Trump. You're fired. Amen. <laughs> That's why people in Washington don't like him, because he'll fire you. <laughs> and a bunch of them need to be fired right now. If need be, I'll go up there and help him fire them. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I don't like the dysfunction I see in our government, but guess what? We keep praying, we believe in, and um, you don't realize how powerful we are. The church is the only institution that God left in charge here in the earth. We got more power than people over there. Atomic Energy Commission. Heads of governments. That's somebody that attend our church. Their, their uh, brother is a general in the military. He's over all the weapon systems for the whole nation. Yeah, guess what? We're more powerful than that. We can pray prayers. We can do things on kingdom assignments that will shut down every weapon system that they have. It won't even function. You better know who we are and what we carry. And it's bigger than a 38. It's bigger than a 50 caliber. The name of Jesus. Oh, my God. Hell, hear, hear this, hear this, hear this, hear this. Um, a wrong confession is a confession of defeat. It establishes Satan's supremacy in your house again. When you've been delivered out from him, talking wrong will reestablish his dominion where you are. It'll keep you sick. It'll keep you in poverty. It'll glorify the devil. It'll zap the strength of God, the life of God out of you. It will hold you in bondage. Talking wrong. It will destroy your faith. And it's amazing how often people use death to express themselves. You ever heard people say, you know, they've been standing on their feet for a while. Child, my feet are killing me. Your feet killing you. Let me get out your way. I mean, you ask them if they're going somewhere, child, I'm just dying to go. You might not make it then. You're dying to go. We've been, I told you we were born to win, but we've been conditioned to fail. So what does the devil do? He gets our language mixed up. So we become our own enemies. Speak only what you desire to come to pass. And everything else, push it away from you. Oh, my Lord, I give you these five things here that your confession should center around. Now, I, I've been walking this way for, for, uh, for a while, and I'm telling you, it worked. Oh, you may not see change overnight, but it can begin overnight. Number one, 
your confession, what you talk about, should center around what God has done for you in Christ. What God has done for you in Christ. Mm. Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from what? The curse of the law. That curse, threefold. Spiritual. Sickness and disease. Poverty, lack. We've been delivered from it. But if we've been delivered from it, why come we got so much of it? Evidently, we've been conditioned to accept it. Man, if I've been free, I'm not going back into bondage. You forget that. Um, Number two, our confession should center around what God has done for us in the new birth and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes into you, don't just go around, well, I, I got the Holy Ghost. But you need to be educated what that means so you can get the maximum benefit of it. So you can cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, this, Jesus said that he would be a teacher. He'll tell you things to come. He'll show you things. He'll bring things to your remembrance. Oh, my Lord. Hear, hear this, hear this. People pay untold millions of dollars to have consultants come and consult their businesses. We have the most intelligent being in the universe who comes to live in us. He don't charge us anything. But you got to listen to him. You got to spend time with him more than you spend time with everything else. You got to spend more time with him than you spend watching TikTok and Netflix and I don't, I don't know what's going on in, in football. I think the World Series, not the World Series, but the playoffs or something going on in baseball or something like that. I don't know. I'm not keeping up with it. I just know about normally time frames just about when stuff happens. I'm not watching any of it. I'm too busy doing other stuff. Like I said, when I put up on that wall, 1.5 mil. You know, why I going to sit there and watch all them other people that are millionaires run up and down the street, up, up and down the ball, oh, field with the ball? I go go get my own million. And I don't have to get hit. <laughs> well, I'm out for six weeks. <laughs> broke my leg. Broke this, broke that. Well, that was a career injuring, injuring, ending injury. No, 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 no. I'm focused on this stuff. See, if you don't have this, it don't matter all this other stuff that you know. And you know, it's amazing to me. We are intelligent. I listen to some people. They will tell you all the statistics of the ball players since 1945. They know who did what and when. I mean, if you had to have a contest with trivia, man, they'll win it every time. But when they come to living life and winning in life, they miss it. You know why? They don't give attention to it. Oh, that's just being religious. Well, who told you that? Better <laughs> be careful what you, who you listen to. Number three, what you talk about should center around who and what God, who and what we are to God the Father in Christ Jesus. Who are we? 
Who are we? Focus on that. I'm not giving you all the, the answers to this. I'll give you something to go study, dig out. Number four, what Jesus is doing at the right hand of the Father right now for us. Did you know Jesus, is our, he's our advocate. He's our mediator. Hey, yeah, he, he's praying for us. Then on top of that, you know the Holy Spirit is also praying for you and I? I read that in Romans 8, 34. I'm going like, you kidding. And I said, Jesus praying for me? Me fail? Impossible. Because Jesus gets his prayers answered. Oh, my God. Man, I can't tell you how liberating that was. I said, oh, we got this. We're not by ourselves. Jesus praying for us. <laughs> Amen. He's on the other side. He's still interceding for us. Amen. He's still the mediator. He still is our advocate between us and the Father. Oh, my God. Last thing. What God's word will do through us today. What, we should talk about that, what God's word would do through us today. And I'll close with this last scripture. You know this, um, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Now, what does it say? This book of the law shall not depart out of your mother's mouth. Huh? Is that what it says? This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, my mouth. But you, who's going to do this? So it's not left up to somebody else. It's left up to me. If I win in life, it's not left up to somebody else. It's left up to me. And can't nobody stop you but you. Stop believing what everybody said about you. I've just been like a fly on the wall, and I've just been listening to people. And I'm just, I'm just like shocked. You know, like I said what they, about, about um, President Trump, they started treating him like he was a black man. You know what? They, treat, they started treating the rest of y'all like that, too. I'm going like, boy, this what? That's something else behind this. It's not just the people you see, there's a demon behind this. <laughs> and I, I realize I got to help everybody. I can't just say I'm going amongst the black people. Well, what you talking about? I go wherever God tells me to go. And I lift up whoever I can lift up. I lift up whoever's willing to listen. Now, when I left Kenneth Copeland Ministries, I started traveling all over the world preaching and teaching. And one day I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, <clears throat> kind of like the Apostle Paul, you know, Paul may have lived a little bit longer, but he liked them Jews. And every time he goes somewhere, they always had a rock party for him. He may have lived longer if he left them Jews alone and did what God told him, commissioned him, go to the Gentiles. So you got to pay attention to your assignment and stop thinking about, well, your ethnicity. Your ethnicity is in Christ. 
it. And so I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I said, you know, how come I don't go to more uh, black churches? I mean, all the United States, there may be about three that I go preach in, will go preach in. I'm like, what about this? And the Lord told me something. Now, here's this don't mean I'm not betting it better than anybody else, okay? The Lord said for you to go in to those, the majority of those churches and be accepted, you'd have to change. He said to set your ministry back 15 to 20 years just to be accepted. I said, just forget about that foolish thought. I don't know why I think about it anyway. Just forget about it. <laughs> That's what the Lord told me. So I just left it alone. I said, I go wherever you tell me, whoever's willing to listen. And he said, you just keep following me and doing what I tell you to do, and you'll be all right. So, and I saw what Paul did and how they, they took him out. I think Paul left a little early, even with all the great revelations. He, even in uh, Romans, I think, chapter 10, 11, he's talking about his love for the Jews. Man, them Jews, they try to take you out. Go to the Gentiles. Go to the Gentiles. That's what God told you. You got a prophetic word. That's what you're supposed to do. Follow what God told you and stop trying to fit in where folks don't want you. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's see if I can finish this scripture. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to. For then. You will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Now, some people wonder why I'm still around. I'm not supposed to be still around because I'm not in their group. Well, you know, the one who called me was not the group. The one that called me was God. Now, I go in, the, in and amongst a lot of different people. Some people don't like that. What you doing over there with them? I said, I'm minding my business. Why don't you leave mine alone? <laughs> I try to be diplomatic when I talk back to people. Every now and then, you know, you say a word or two to kind of let people know, hey, you're trying to act like you're God. Yeah, I'm free. And if the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. I'll go in and I'll preach to the Muslims. I, if you're going to listen, I'll show you the better way. Amen. I don't have to talk down about what you got. You already know about that. I'm just going to talk up about what I got and who I'm associated with. Amen. And guess what? If you want to join in, you can join in too. Praise God. Because it's for whosoever. Amen. Oh, praise God. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. You get anything out of the word today? Oh, my Lord. You know, you get in the river, you just flow. And y'all just pull on, pull on people. Now, if y'all weren't pulling, I've been through about uh, 7 o'clock. <laughs> I, I discovered that, you know, uh, when all of a sudden it seemed like everything you're saying just bouncing back in your face, just go ahead and circle the airport and land. And as it said, blessed are the short-winded, for they shall be heard again. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word. We thank you for new life. 
We thank you for the beautiful work that they have been doing for years here and, and speaking into the lives of your people and to the people of this area. Thank you for the commission, the greatness that's upon this place. I thank you that you set this place, ordained this place as one of the embassies of heaven here in the earth. And I thank you right now that people can find this place to be a safe place and grow up into you and be the best that they can be. I thank you, Father, for what you're doing in uh, Pastor Bob and Ned, and thank you for how you're working in them, taking them from faith to faith and glory to glory. We thank you in the midst of trials and temptations, testing, that you show yourself strong in every situation. And I thank you for the lives of the people that are supporting them, as Aaron and her supported Moses, holding their arms up. I thank you for the blessing that is upon them in Jesus' name. I said, I thank you for the blessing that is upon them in Jesus' name. I said, I thank you for the blessing that is upon them in Jesus' name. I thank you that you bless them going out, you bless them coming in. You cause them to be the head, you cause them to be above in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, that they are growing up and becoming conformed to your image in the name of Jesus. Satan, we speak to you with great authority and great boldness. We renounce you and everything that you stand for. We say and declare, you're not welcome here. You're not even welcome in the county. <laughs> yeah, we dispossess you right now in Jesus' name. I said, hear this. Your power here is broken. Every demonic force, your power here is broken. We dismiss you in, in your assignment against this county, against this church, against the churches of this area. In the name of Jesus, we dismiss you. We say and declare you lose your influence in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, in this area, that this area is known as one where the Holy Ghost is here. There's an open heaven here. And I thank you, Father, for breakthroughs, breakthrough anointing on the lives of your people crippling diseases in Jesus' name. His power is broken in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare people arise from where they have been in Jesus' name and begin to ascend into the place of greatness, to the place of healing, to the place of wholeness in Jesus' name. I thank you that families and relationships, Father, that you're causing people to come together and to grow up and become strong uh, testimonies here in the earth in this, and in this area in the name of Jesus. We said, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in this city, in this county, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, as people driving up and down the corridor, I-75. I thank you that they are even drawn to this place in Jesus' name, supernaturally by your precious Holy Spirit. We rejoice and we thank you. They just get off the exit. They don't know why. But I thank you right now that you are drawing people from the north, the south, the east, the west to come and join themselves to what you're doing here in Jesus' name. People are crying out to you, oh God. They want answers. And I thank you that this is a place that has answers for them and for their family and for their businesses, for their homes, for their health in Jesus' name, for their finances. I thank you that you have such a place. And I thank you right now that you are exercising. People even come across the waters to come and join themselves to this congregation of people in the name of Jesus. We put the words in the atmosphere right now in Jesus' name. And we call supernatural growth 
in Jesus' name to come to this, this, this place in Jesus' name. I thank you right now. This road will never be the same in the name of Jesus. I thank you that the traffic flow will increase because of people coming in and out of this place in Jesus' name. I thank you for multiple services on Sundays in Jesus' name and throughout the week in the name of Jesus as the Lord is magnified, as the Lord is glorified. And I thank you for a spirit of peace upon this place and that the wisdom of God rules and reigns here in the name of Jesus. We rejoice and we thank you for it. And Father, I thank you for the healing virtue that's being released even in this place, even in your ministers, Father, even in the saints here, that your anointing for healing and health and wholeness is being released in Jesus' name. And I say and declare, no one here will die an untimely death in the name of Jesus, but with long life they'll be satisfied in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. If you believe it, stand on your feet and give the Lord a shout and give him a praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, glorify the Lord. Come on, glorify the Lord. Come on and glorify the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you for it, Father. We receive tonight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. I say and declare in Jesus' name, huh, this, this ease, disease of any kind, don't accept it. I don't care what the doctor said. The doctor, not Jesus. Jesus took your infirmities. He took your sickness. He took your diseases. And he took it upon himself. And just began to thank the Lord. Amen. I shared this and then I turned it back to Pastor Bob. I'm just I was just listening to uh, Brother Hagen share a story. He was in this one place and this lady, this lady had never walked, had never walked. She got kids and everything. And for, well, she had walked and did, but something hit her like three or four years prior and, 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 and she was confined to a chair or a wheelchair. And um, they brought her to the meeting. And, of course, they let her know, said, we, you know, we done been to this preacher and this preacher. They done prayed, been to this preacher. They done prayed. And uh, he, said, he said, well, th okay, that's good. He said, well, uh, things going to be different tonight. <clears throat> and Brother Hagin said, well, I can get her healed if she'll listen. And uh, he began to read that scripture from Psalms 118. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day of healing. This is the day of wholeness. This is a day of financial prosperity. This is the day. And he said, and would actually said, she's sitting right there, will you do what I tell you to do? She said, I'll do it if it's easy. He said, well, he just ignored it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and he, he, said, he said, I want you to start recognizing the fact that you're not trying to get healed. You already are healed. Amen. And he had to read, 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 read the scripture from 1 Peter 2.24. Read it three or four times out loud. And finally, she saw it and said she lifted up her hands and said, Lord, you know, I've, I've not liked being in this chair these last three or four years. But I'm so glad what you've done for me. 
I'm so glad that you took this sickness and disease from me. Lord, I just want to rejoice. I'm looking forward to just walking out of this place tonight. Lord, I just rejoice and I thank you for your goodness that I'll be able to walk along the beach with my husband again. I just rejoice and, I, and she just continued to do that and continued to do that. And then Brother Hagin said he looked at her because he saw faith had come. Yeah. Faith had come. And he said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and as rise up and walk, he said, God is my witness uh, for before all this congregation of people, this woman that had been confined to this chair for three to four years, she just stood right up and just began to rejoice and to dance all over the place. He said he never laid hands on her. He said, can I get you to do what I tell you to do? And accept the authority of the scriptures. And she just began to thank God for what he's, what he's already done through Christ. And said, it's mine right now. I take it now. I take it now. Woo! And she just began to cry, weep, and say, it's mine right now. I take it now. He said, in Jesus' name, rise up. Remember, Paul did that. Yeah. He saw a man that, that he perceived he had faith and told the man, stand right up on your feet. The man just stood up and started jumping. Woo! Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Pastor Bob, you better come on because I'm telling you. We just going, we could be here the rest of the week. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. I didn't. We didn't have any other plans. <laughs> Praise God. Wasn't that terrific? Wow. What a blessing that was. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Got to be seated. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, oh, I must, I must have been um, back in the early 2000s, I guess, being in, um, I, now I've known Pastor Clyde for, I, I met him years ago. I was in a meeting, it was an ICFM regional meeting, and, I, and he was teaching in that meeting, and I was sitting in that meeting, and I just all of a sudden felt something on the inside from the Lord that it was like, it was just like a pay attention type thing. And um, and I did. And I always enjoyed being with him and talking with him and being in meetings with him. But it was only about four years ago. And the spirit of God said, now's the time. And it was made that connection there. Yeah. And um, I'd say he was right on time. Because God's never late, is he? Never late. never late. Praise God. We love you guys. And uh, Lynn and I really do love you, enjoy your company, and enjoy your ministry. You're a blessing. Amen. Amen. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, you, uh, you, you heard it in, in testimony tonight, but yet it's something that you've, you've heard before, and it's not a matter of what you can afford, but it's a matter of what you can receive. You know, and that's what you heard testimony tonight. And we believe based on what we think, what's in our heart, and what's in our mouth. Isn't that right? And how do you receive? You believe you receive. Well, how do you believe you receive? By continually speaking, thinking, and having in your heart those things. Isn't that right? And your righteous words that go out from you will create for you. And uh, we know that giving is a righteous deed. Jesus said it was... You know, he's talked about practicing your righteousness and giving is one of those uh, righteous deeds. And in Isaiah 58, 
in the Amplified Bible, verse 8 says, your righteousness, your righteous deeds will lead you to peace and to prosperity. Isn't that right? Amen. So with what you heard from Pastor Clyde tonight, those were the things that God put in his heart to do to bring increase and development into his life. And I believe that there's things that the Holy Spirit wants to show each and every single one of us. And based on what we heard tonight, I believe that we can sow into that very thing tonight. Uh, but to hear from the Holy Spirit how it is that he wants to work through us as individuals to move us forward in life. And I believe he wants to do that for every single one of us. Exactly what you heard Pastor Clyde talk about. How many of you would say, I'd like to move forward in life? And then how many would say, I'm ready to move forward in life? Amen. Amen. Well, I believe that's something that we can sow into, believe God for, put it in our heart, put it in our mouth, start declaring those things, and start declaring. The Holy Spirit will show me. He shows you things to come. He'll set up opportunities for you, and he'll put in your heart what it is that you need to start believing for to move you forward in life also. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Father. We thank you for your word this evening, this morning. We thank you for what you are putting inside of us. Father, you're never late. You're always on time. And that which we've heard from your Holy Spirit through Pastor Clyde is exactly what we needed to hear now in this time, in this day, to move forward in the things you want us to do. We know that there are things that you have set up and are ready to get getting ready to move in, and we want to be a people prepared for what it is that you would have us to do. And Father, I just thank you that as we sow our seed this evening, that these things will become a reality inside of each and every one of us, Father, that we'll go forward in your plan, forward in your purpose, and fulfilling the things you've called us to do in this area, in our lives, in our families. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, that goes for you all also on, on live stream. And um, uh, God has a plan for you also. So just like he has a plan for all of us here, you're part of us because we all join together. The same word we heard, you heard, and we've all heard it together. And therefore, we're all believing God together. Amen. So I would just encourage you that as you sow your seed tonight by going to newlifefamilyworship.net, click on the giving link, and in the description box put Pastor Clyde, and we'll make sure that all the online seed goes to him. But I would encourage you that as you sow your seed tonight, be believing God and be before the Holy Spirit that he would deposit inside of you and make known to you that which it is that is going to cause you to move forward in life that you can take your place, take that step, put it in your heart, put it in your mouth, start believing and receiving, and it shall come to pass. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Say it with me. I am the righteous. I live by faith. I do not draw back. I will not quit. I will not back off. I sow my seed. Because I am a believer. And I do what believers do. I believe. 
and therefore I do. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I am so glad that you all came for the meetings. I'm so glad that you were part of it, that you were attentive, that you gave yourself, opened your heart to what God had for you. And I am looking forward to the days ahead and what God is going to be doing in each of your lives. And those of you on live stream, what God does in your life, let us know. Send us an email. Drop us a line. We're on, on the website. Contact us. Just let us know. We just want to hear what God is doing in your life also. Amen. Amen.